It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. President Biden has tried to give state and local governments and nonprofits federal resources to support temporary food, shelter, and other services. But MAGA House Republicans are refusing to give those cities and states those resources. President Biden has tried to put 1,300 more Border Patrol agents at the border to help. But Republicans have obstructed that request. Oh, I love to begin my day by injecting Jasmine Crockett directly. I put it in an IV drip. <laughs> we need to do Sexy Liberal Texas. We really do. Yeah. With her and Wendy Davis. Yes. We just talked to Hal about it yesterday. We did. Uh, by the way, it's Sexy Liberal Save the World Tour 2024, kicking off tomorrow night in San Francisco. Glenn Kirshner's already there, waiting yep. for us. Yep. Celebrity guest on panel. Very exciting. Hooray. And we yeah. have, of course, John Fugel saying, Frangela today to kick mm-hmm. things off. John Fugel saying in studio, maybe today? We're not sure. Is, okay. If he tests oh. negative, yes. Okay. Um. Oh, all right. <laughs> yes, we're being safe. Everybody mask up. Okay. <laughs> And, uh, oh, Barb McQuaid, yes. fine American, filling in for uh, Glenn Kirshner in just right. a few minutes. We have a lot uh, to wait. talk about. But, yeah, I, as a lot of people are saying, this is the best deal Republicans will yep. ever get on the border. Yep. This completely exposes them for the Trump tools that they are, mm-hmm. that they just want. And, by the way, Nikki Haley, chaos doesn't follow Donald Trump. He creates it. Yes. He wants it. It's, it's okay. Anyway. But that, that's what they're saying. Even if they won back the White House, uh, the Senate, and Congress, they would not get a better deal than this. That's right. Yeah. This completely exposes them yeah. on, on immigration. Uh-huh. This is the, the strongest deal. Even Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. and John Thune are right. saying this is the strongest deal they will yep. ever get. They don't want to lead. They just want something to run on. Yes. That's yes. the only thing. Uh, almost half Republicans in the House voted against funding the government. Yep. I, they cannot govern vote them all out it is just insane and all these people that are like deport everybody then they'll be like my salad is 27 dollars why exactly i hate people chris except for present company accepted Eh, sometimes you hate us that's true no that's never no it is sometimes true true. (laughs) just because i sometimes want to punch you in the throat doesn't mean i don't love you (laughs) that's family right Uh uh-huh family 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 (laughs) yes Uh, Family. Mm, mm. Anyway, I yeah, I was li- I listened to some statistics this morning that ninety percent of the people that go across the border, you know where they are? They're in our custody. Yeah. Like there is no oh my god caravan <laughs> crisis. They could fix this so easily I by know. giving Joe Biden the tools and Mayorkas the tools he's asking for. Mm-hmm. They're Instead impeaching impeach him, him over yeah. not doing the job that they won't that give him the tools exactly. for. Yeah. Exactly. Someone was saying it's the you know our judicial system. They won't fund it enough to get move people through the system in a, in an orderly way. It's so, uh, I just Chris, I've been saying this for years, and I just can't I just can't with the amnesty crowd and screaming amnesty. You are giving twelve million people amnesty every single year that you do nothing. Right. So you don't care about that. Nope, right. Don't. I'm screaming. I'm, yeah, I'm you screaming. are. You know what? I'm screaming and I'm spitting. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> At least I'm making good points, unlike Alina Haba. Bless, bless you. you. Thank you. Wow, is she a bad lawyer? She's awful. Holy crap. Oh my terrible. God. We got to talk to Barb McQuaid in a few minutes. She's been holy. paid over two and a half million dollars by Donald. What? Though. She's been paid? Mm-hmm. He paid somebody? I think it's out of his really? packs. Wow. Really? Oh, well, his, his suckers paid. Her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
holy crap, the poor, I even the judge felt pity. The mm. ju- like, Tristan Snell, our friend, was like, she does not seem to know how to <laughs> She's not a trial present lawyer. evidence to no. you stand for an objection. Just, how you, like, she does, like, contract law, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean, it, it, she does, yeah, she's that, not a litigator. Has right, she never been in a courtroom? No, like she's, no, she's not a litigator. She's, she's not right. that kind, she's not a trial judge. Right, right. she does, like, contract me. law, which yeah. means she reads over contracts and makes sure that they're and maybe negotiates solid. things, yeah. but you don't yeah. stand up and for concentrates that. on being pretty. You don't present, yeah, she's yeah. never presented a, a case before a jury before. That takes a completely different skill. It's a different yeah. skill set. And yeah. yeah. Apparently she doesn't watch law programs because you know you stand up when the judge is talking, don't you? Not even yeah. hot bench. She said thank you. Yeah. Uh, our friend Joyce Vance, our other legal lady, mm-hmm. uh, had some, She just, I mean, I, and they always try to sort of be nice because, you know, you feel it's another legal lady, I guess. She, uh, uh, Alina Hava's shocking court romantics in Trump's uh, defamation showcase, uh, just what kind of uh, client the former president makes. She says uh, Joyce Vance professed her felt stealth stunned <laughs> the blunders Hava made as she uh, cross-examined E. Jean Carroll. Uh, it's shocking that a former president is represented by a lawyer who doesn't seem to know her way around the courtroom, right. said Vance. He is so toxic that most, of, most good lawyers won't touch him. Um, Haba's juvenile retorts are only serving to antagonize Judge Kaplan, who at one point was forced to take pity and explain how to conduct cross-examination and submit evidence. Yeah, uh, mean, You don't, under any circumstances, say, I don't like to be spoken to that way, Your Honor, as though this is high school and you're dismissing the, cools, the girls who aren't cool. Haba's display is embarrassing. Yeah, has she never even watched a courtroom show? I know, just what do you mean I don't Perry like to Mason. be spoken? Judges tell attorneys to shut up and sit all down the all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. It's just, I'm pretty. No one speaks to me that way. I am pretty. I can pretend to be smart. Um, yes, Alina Haba. Bless, Bless you. you. Thank you. By the way, a lot of people blame us every time someone says her name on TV. They oh. automatically say. Bless you. Bless you. Yes. All right. Uh, drew the ire of Judge Kaplan during her second day of cross-examining. Uh, this was, she tried, um, Haba said, you did media. E. Jean Carroll said, we had five appear- TV appearances. Uh, and she said, you've been on left-leaning platforms. Does that matter? Okay. Carroll's attorney, um, well, uh, no, it does not. No, yeah. it doesn't. Go to his guilt it? or Didn't anything. Uh, so uh, E. Jean Carroll's thing. attorney uh, objected. Haba again asked, they are left-leaning. Uh, Judge Kaplan said, did you not hear me? <laughs> Because he had already sustained the it's objection, right. and then you she tried. Ask again. Like he, she's never seriously even watched Law and Order like no. you have. I mean, could you sub in? I feel like that would be a you know. I'm not nearly a mitzvah. pretty enough or young enough for him to hire me. You are pretty enough. Get some chunky you blonde is, highlights, and he there might. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You is kind. It. You is smart. You is important, and you know a courtroom better than she does. And yeah. you've just Apparently watched Law and Order. <laughs> and it was your birthday yesterday. Yay! It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's my friend Tia's birthday and my friend Jeff Pilson's birthday today. Her mom called while we were on the air yesterday. To wish me a happy birthday. Does she not know what time you were? <laughs> it was like 9.01, so she knew we were off air. I don't think she Hi, listens. Hi, Carol. What? She's, she doesn't. She doesn't listen, no. She misses all of the <laughs> humor here. Brilliance. The Emmy Award winning humor. Did you win an Emmy? No. I was going to steal I one. I was nominated. One. I was going to steal. Jody was nominated. If she won, I was going to steal it and made her put it right here <laughs> without comment every morning. Instead, you have a, a bronze of your ass. There you go. Well, you know, it's a nice ass. We all have something. Thank you. <laughs> Spectacular, actually. Thank is. you, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Take that, Carol Bag of Emmys Burnett. <laughs> Look at that body of work. <laughs> That's a lot of spinning classes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, oh, so, oh, Trump was uh, mourning yesterday, so he wasn't there. Aww. He was, yeah, at his mother-in-law's Please. funeral. I'm sure he was very broken up. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally broken up, yeah. 
his son is like 14 feet taller. Yeah. Did you see how tall yeah. Baron was? I haven't seen him lately, but he's. Oh, he was at the funeral yesterday, yeah. and there were pictures. Yeah, like, and Jesus. that apparently makes Trump mad too. He yeah. doesn't like that Baron's taller than him because he's. Well, Trump's not short. He's like six something, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Not as tall as his doctor says he is. Well, but okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh no, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, he's very he's tall. tall. Wow. Yeah, they're on the tall. same step too. Yeah, wow, that's like step. Lurch tall. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said he looks like Lurch. Everybody, everybody calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the analysis of what, we'll talk to Barbara Quaid in a minute, but the analysis of what's going on in this courtroom, oh my God. Uh, Trump behaved like a villain straight out of central casting when he appeared in New York City courtroom Thursday uh, as the jury heard evidence. Um, yeah, and we were saying, you don't get to act like a hamburglar so the jury can hear you. Right. <laughs> He's like, it's like, this is what you're on trial for is defaming her. The jury can hear Uh you. Oh, my God. Yes. Legal analyst uh, Lisa Rubin said Trump has embraced the novel strategy of acting exactly like a cartoonishly evil villain on an episode of Law and Order. Mm -hmm. There you go. (laughs) Special Victims Unit. Despite repeatedly whining about how much time he has to spend in court, Trump has shown up in court, even though he doesn't have to, just to intimidate not just Carol, but the jury members. The only way he could seem any more like a sexual predator is if he wore a raincoat to court and periodically flashed any woman who came into view. It's true. I mean, it's just okay. Oh, and then they played that clip of he's just such a pig, and always has been about oh, you know, it, it was like another version of if you're famous, you can grab women by the yeah, seat, right? Exactly. But it, what was the thing he said? Oh, it's been true for you know the last million years or so. Fortunately or unfortunately, like really? Oh, fortunately, if you're a star, you can grab. Yeah. Oh my God, pig, just a pig. Yep. Okay. Oh, here's the other moment. Uh, wow, Robbie Kaplan's a really super good lawyer. <laughs> I'm not sure whether yeah. it's that she's so good and Alina Habba's so bad. I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alina Habba's two-day effort Bless to... You. Bless you. Thank you. To discredit E. e- Jean Carroll's uh, defamation case collapse under the weight of a single question from uh, E. Jean Carroll's lawyer, Habba hoped to prove that the damages she contends... She suffered occurred before Trump accused her of, of lying about his sexual abuse. What? what? Um, Carol's lawyer, Robbie Kaplan, uh, cut that argument's legs out with one question, said Joyce Vance. Um, did any of it, she was, uh, the question was, did any of the tweets before Donald Trump's statement call you a Democratic operative or say you should be raped? No, Carol said, neither. Done. I mean, what Done. a stupid argument. I know. That she suffered, nobody, right? Hardly anybody like knew anything about her before Trump started calling her a whore and a liar. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. Anyway, but I, I, God bless her. Can I just say somebody made the point about how many cowardly weenie Republicans have not stood up to Donald Trump despite knowing exactly who he is because they're scared. Uh-huh. And here's this: like she's eighty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like she needs this. Like she's she, like, need it. No. like you want to you know be called a whore and get rape threats every day when you're eighty. Right. You know, she just decided, you know, what did she say? I think she said in court, you know, women have been told to shut up enough. I'm not going to shut up. It's like, she's just, a, she's a hero. She yep. is a God bless the United States and God bless Agent Carroll. When can we get her on? She, t- you know, she frequently will like retweet Let's us. Let's wait and do until stuff. she's done I know. with the. We got to wait for that. Okay. Okay. But we love you. Yes, we do. Eugene. We, we do. do. We will wait for you no matter what She occurs. said she would come on. I know it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love her so much. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, and people have been talking about what a, you know. She was known as obviously such a great writer and, yeah. and all of this stuff before uh, this whole mess. All right, so lots to talk to Barbara McQuaid about in just a few minutes. John Fugel saying, "Frangela, it's a Friday. It is a Friday. It's a sexy liberal weekend." Yes. <laughs> Stephanie Miller. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. Stephanie Miller. It is the Stephanie Miller Show. Legal lady, uh, Barb McQuaid, yep. coming up. She wrote a very important new book about yes. disinformation. Cannot wait to talk to her in a couple minutes. And, of course, John Fugel saying, and Frangela, all on the big Sexy Liberal Weekend Show. San Francisco, here we come. Tomorrow night. Yes. Karen in Chicago. Boo, boo, foo, foo, foo. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Happy Friday and good luck Thank um, you. this weekend. Thank you. Um. You said when when Trump goes to prison, um, you know, Carl was talking about the Republicans lining up and kissing the ring. Do you think that Lindsay's going to have conjugal visits? <laughs> He's hoping so, so he I can mean, yes continue yeah, to, his to say that they're cowards. Hmm? Yeah, <laughs> to say that they're cowards is like the nicest thing that we can say about them. This letter that they penned to the Supreme Court is absolute evidence that not one of them should ever be given any quarter, should never be taken seriously when they stand up and do the right thing, like Mitch McConnell standing up there. And by the way, Joni Ernst, there's recordings of her saying that it was an insurrection. Uh You know, and for them to write that is absolutely despicable. Yeah. And as we keep saying, Karen, if just a handful of them have courage, the country wouldn't be going through this right now, right? Exactly. And like you said, I mean, E. Jean Carroll has more courage. What about um, Lady Ruby and and, um, Shea Moss? You know, all of these Republicans that are too afraid to stand up and do the right thing. I mean, the front, the the other candidates running um, in the primaries can't even talk about Trump. Yeah, it's taken that I I think Nikki maybe said a little something. It's like it's just absolutely. Oh, she's she's almost the most weaselly of all of them. them. She weasels her way. Out. I mean, it, didn't she double down on you know we're not a racist country yes, again? I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. She went no. I mean, yeah, we've I'm never like, been just, a racist yeah. country. I'm I like, just, come on. Oh my god. I know, and I just keep thinking it's like this is how democracy dies. Mm-hmm. This is how it ends. Is like with this. This clown car of of just absolute grifting, lying, cheating, stand for nothing, you know, breaking government left and right for decades, and this is how this is the way it ends. I well, it does it, not. We can't let that happen. Here's a tweet. No, and breaking it and breaking you know, news. See, New polling shows uh-huh. President Biden hitting record high polling numbers among Democratic voters. This is a great sign. Democrats are coalescing behind Biden before a potential uh, matchup with Trump. I, yeah. I we, Jody we and I to, remain like relentlessly said, optimistic. Me too. Despite yes. naysayers. Yeah, we need to throw them all Chris. out. And did you see yeah. Mark Elias um, that, that um, I think they lost? Uh, they won uh, twice as many cases challenging yeah. Yeah. these uh, redistricting. So we have some we have some real positives. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. But yeah, 
Absolutely. All right. Love you, honey. Uh, Victor Xi, our little stem cell, who will uh-huh. join us next week, said, yep. uh, let's get this straight. House Republicans just, uh, or excuse me, House Democrats just saved House Republicans again, with more than half of uh, House Republicans voting against keeping the government open. It was House Democrats votes that kept our government open. Republicans simply can't govern. Thank you, Democrats. I don't think they want to. I think that's the difference. Yeah, that's the they point. They can. They, they are Donald Trump's to. chaos agents, yeah. period. Uh, can I have some more Jasmine Crockett, please, directly yeah. into my veins? Fit. 15. Thanks. So Take much. a look at my governor last week. He said, and I quote, the only thing we're not doing is we're not shooting people who come across the border because, of course, the Biden administration would charge us with murder. I know Governor Abbott doesn't understand the law, but let me say this. That absolutely would be murder. Yes, it would. <sighs> OK, Jamie Raskin on this, uh, the immigration debate. Rather than joining Democrats and Biden in good faith, bipartisan negotiations to make progress on immigration. They are taking orders from Donald Trump and actively obstructing a bipartisan border deal. Just as Trump is openly hoping for an economic downturn in our robust, low unemployment economy, they're hoping for chaos at the border and trying to stop us from preventing it. What do I say all the time? Terrorists. They are actual J6 terrorists in some case and economic terrorists always. Yeah. Right? One more, Jamie Raskin. These tactics are accompanied by dangerous rhetoric. MAGA Republicans continue to invoke white supremacist, anti-immigration fantasies and conspiracy theories. It's been almost a full year since I invited the good chairman and my Republican colleagues to join oversight Democrats in condemning the great replacement theory and still they fail to denounce this shameful doctrine which has been invoked by numerous racist and anti-semitic mass shooters and murderers across the country america is not a great country in spite of immigrants we're a great country because of immigrants thank you jamie rask yep 29 minutes after the hour legal lady barb mcquaid next Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I rise today to introduce a resolution to censure Congresswoman Elise Stefanik for providing aid, comfort, and support to the rioters and insurrectionists who violently attacked this Capitol on January 6, 2021, in an effort to undermine our democracy and illegally stop the peaceful transfer of power. Since that attempted coup, Ms. Stefanik has repeatedly and persistently expressed support for the duly convicted insurrectionists. Representative Dan Goldman standing up for the rule of law. Yeah. I don't know. If I were her, I would not be standing up for the rule of law. I would be face down at a University of Michigan kegger uh, <laughs> celebrating the Wolverine win. But she is here for America. Her name is Barbara McQuaid. Attorney Barb McQuaid. McQuaid is the best. University of uh, Michigan law professor, former prosecutor, just all around awesome. Talk about the law and do Bar McQuay joins the final showdown belongs to McQuay. Wolverines! <laughs> Good morning, Barb. So Wolverines, go blue! Go blue! <laughs> that was the saddest picture I ever saw of Joyce Vance. <laughs> that was hilarious. Against Wasn't her will in Wolverine she wear. Is- 
she is a good sport. You know, we bet on the Michigan-Alabama game before the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, loser had to wear the other's merch. And she was, you know, right right after the game, she put it on, put on the hat, got, got out the mug, the whole thing, and looked and the, very, very sick. And the look oh. on her face was exactly was the look perfect. on my dog Clyde's face this morning when he ate a tea light. She was like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. Um, Barb, where, where do we even uh, start this morning? I was saying to you that I feel like I have to go to law school and I have to hurry before you say pens down and I fail your class because there's a lot yeah. going on uh, legally here. Let, and by the way, it all hinges. This book you've written is so interesting. Attack from Attack from Within, How Disinformation is Sabotaging America. This is such an important book to write right now, Barb, because as we keep saying, all of these lies... when they're meeting the light of a courtroom right where you facts you know are are, are supposed to rule they they don't stand up right whether it's the E. Jean Carroll case or Rudy Giuliani or Fox News I mean that should be the rule you can't lie you can't keep doing deliberate disinformation and pay no price yeah and I'm hopeful that my book will help just open people's eyes to how this game is being played you know it's been used by strongmen for centuries and their tactics and they play on cognitive forces uh, to push us to believe things that are simply not true but I, I remain hopeful Stephanie that court is the place where truth still matters where people are under oath where fact finders make findings and you can't get away with you know the kind of word salad that Donald Trump engages in so yeah. uh, I'm hopeful that he will be held accountable he's already been held accountable in some instances you know the first Eugene Carroll trial and that kind of thing you know gives me hope that these other trials will also bring justice to Donald Trump and his disinformation game. In addition to being a fantastic lawyer, uh, I know you are a very nice person. How, how bad a lawyer is Alina Haba? If you <laughs> had to, yeah. I mean, has she never been in a courtroom? I don't understand. Yeah, and so, you know, one question I've heard is, is she really that inept or is this all part of Donald Trump's strategy? And I think the answer is yes. <laughs> okay. It's a little of both. But, um, you know, I think some of it, you know, she's asking all kinds of questions that are irrelevant, but I think it's deliberate. I think a big part of this case is it, it's all just PR strategy. They know they're going to lose. They know they're going to lose big. And so there's a lot of victim blaming going on, a lot of asking really inappropriate questions. I'm sure she knows that. And yeah. she's asking them anyway, because it's all part of the strategy to say the judge silenced us and shut us down and wouldn't let us ask these questions. So, you yeah. know, there are times when she isn't able to answer even a very, ask a very straightforward question. So I think she's a bit inept. But I also think this is part of the strategy is, uh, you know, play dumb and just ask all kinds of inappropriate questions because that will be the news of the day. Well, yeah. And as you basically what you're saying, Barb, it's it's not a legal strategy. It's a political strategy that mm-hmm. must be as you're, I guess, to defend her from it must be terrible to be his lawyer because you're like, that's not a sound legal strategy. You just want me to do political talking points. Yeah, I think she's obviously made peace with that, that that's the strategy here. Right. It's all about preserving his political base, uh, regardless of what comes in court. And, uh, you know, no ethical lawyer would do that. Uh, and yet here we have Lena Haba do that. And I will repeat, no ethical lawyer would do that. Yeah. Let's talk about, you uh, tweeted, uh, Nathan Wade controversy may cause ethical problems for Fonnie Willis, but it has no relevance to the guilt or innocence of Trump and his co-defendants. Um, this just, you know, I, I don't know. It, 
feels like, first of all, he's got an entire political party as part of his defense team, just you know, going after whatever prosecutors. I, I mean, it seems when I've seen her speak about this, it, it, this just seems patently unfair. You know, that she paid this guy the same as the other prosecutors. But, you know, they're going to make an issue out of out of everything, I suppose. Um, what, yeah. what is your take on that? I, I think this is one of those places where we have to be able to hold two ideas in our heads at the same time. Mm-hmm. That is, we don't know all the facts of Bonnie Willis and Nathan Wade. I note that she has not denied it. And so it sounds like perhaps there is a romantic relationship there. Right. Um, if there is some ethical standard that she violated by failing to disclose an intimate relationship, or making improper payments. Uh, I've not seen evidence of that yet, that there are improper yeah. payments. It sounds like she paid a very good lawyer the very same rate that she pays other people to come in from the outside to help her team, and that he is a very prominent lawyer in Georgia. So she may or may not. That's on one hand. Maybe she's got ethical issues here that will be dealt with by the Georgia bar. Yeah. On the other hand, something very different, which is the guilt or innocence of Donald Trump and his co-defendants. Yeah. It has absolutely nothing to do with it. Right. And so this case will proceed to court. None of this information about yeah. whether there is or isn't an improper relationship with uh, a prosecutor will be in front of a jury. No one will hear about it. And jurors will be asked to decide the case based on the evidence against Trump and others. But yeah. is this an effort to taint the potential jury pool? You bet. Yeah. And all they need is one juror in there to say, I refuse to convict because I think this is all you know, tainted or whatever, yeah. or political witch hunt, whatever it is, and get a hung jury. So um, I think that, again, this is a political crusade to try to dirty up the prosecutor in any way they can to try to harm the prosecution. Yeah, well, so there's a hearing has been set for February 15 to examine these uh, accusations. But yeah, I love, let's put all the prosecutors on trial. Okay, um, <laughs> so... Uh, Let's go to the, I mean, obviously the big one. Uh, Trump has filed a brief with the U.S. Supreme Court in his attempt to prevent being disqualified from the presidential election. He believes he's immune from prosecution at the 14th Amendment insurrection clause doesn't involve the presidency because he's not an officer of the United States, which I believe is the opposite of what he argued in another case. Not important now. Uh, uh, Even if President Trump were subject to Section 3, he did not engage in anything that qualifies as an insurrection, the filing reads. Um, I've heard you... um, in the uh, liberal loop that I live in, I had uh, Lawrence O'Donnell on yesterday. Then I watched you on Lawrence O'Donnell before I went to sleep, before I get to talk to you about it this morning <laughs> in my liberal bubble. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so I've heard you talk about Supreme Court before, but talk about this in particular and the Supreme Court yeah, immunity so, stuff um, in general. This issue of the insurrection clause, right? It's on its way to the Supreme Court. Donald Trump filed his brief last night. I think there are some hard issues here. There are questions that have never been answered by anybody, and the Supreme Court is going to answer these questions. On on the merits, they have to answer, number one, did Donald Trump engage in insurrection? Was there an insurrection, and did he participate in it? Um, I think most of us watching would say yes, but, um, you know, when it was written, it was all about, did you join up for the Confederacy and fight in the Civil War? It applies to any future insurrection. The question is, does this meet that definition, and did Donald Trump's conduct, is that sufficient to have engaged in it? Those are some questions. There's also some question as to whether he is an officer of the United States for those purposes. I think the answer to that question is absolutely yes. But then there's some other legal questions that I think provide off-ramps for the Supreme Court that they might be very tempted to take. One of them is, this is a question not for the courts, but a question for Congress to decide um, whether he did engage in insurrection or um, whether he's eligible. Uh, Congress is allowed to... um, uh, uh, eliminate this barrier with a two-thirds vote. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. so does that mean that it's Congress who has to make this finding? I think that's one area where the Supreme Court make a decision. Donald Trump has a really interesting argument, too, in addition to all of these. One is that, um, hey, if we're going to be textualists, let's look at the text. It says I can't hold office. It doesn't say I can't run for office. It doesn't say I can't seek office. So it's <laughs> premature to decide this. So I could run, be elected, and then not until January 20th of 2025 would we say, sorry, not eligible. Um, Maybe that's a technical reading of it, but that would be absurd, right, to say, let's have this big election and vote for somebody and elect them who's not eligible to hold the seat. Right. Seems like you ought to know that before you cast your ballot. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even I would get that right in the blue book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, Glenn Kirshner, our friend, who you're uh, valiantly filling in for today, uh, who's... Okay. Uh, headed to San Francisco for us. Um, he, he was talking about this these, this Truth Social post. He said, if Donald Trump is posting something, there's a good chance he's confessing to something. Um, his claim that he's untouchable, even if he were to do things that cross the line, um, it, he said, he, he, this he literally, Trump said, even events that cross the line must fall under total immunity. This is Donald Trump demanding immunity for himself. Even when Donald Trump is admitting, maybe I stepped a toe over the criminal line, minor violation of some of our nation's law. What's a little light felony between friends? Mm -hmm. um, if I were a prosecutor, I'd take a government ex exhibit sticker and go ahead and slap it on Donald Trump's latest omission and keep it in my back pocket. Um, obviously, the damages in E.J. Carroll seem to be going up in real time as he is continuing to defame her on Truth Social in court. I mean, yeah. so what you know talk about this whole immunity claim because it just again it does seem to get more ridiculous by the day yeah so again i don't think this has any legal merit to it whatsoever there is perhaps as glenn says a tacit admission there that he crossed the line like even if i did cross the line folks all right well did you um <laughs> he also in that same truth social media uh post he says uh, i should be treated like police officers yeah. and have immunity he is wrapping himself in the the garb of law and order right. to defeat the rule of law. Yeah. What a warped sentiment this is. And I think he is trying to get those people who support the police, I'm one of them, to say, uh, well, the police get immunity and I should too. But let's step back for a second. The police only get a qualified immunity. Right. If they're doing their job within the, in good faith, in the scope, and somehow they exceed that. They make a mistake. They search the wrong house, but they believed in good faith that it was the right house. They're, uh, th then they're protected. But if they exceed the scope, if they shoot an unarmed person yeah. in bad faith, they can be criminally prosecuted. And the same is true of the president. And so it's, it's that, a That's not what he argued, argument. right? He said, no, a rogue cop should get total immunity too. Yeah. Yes, and I think he is trying to wrap himself in that cloak of law and order and turning it on its head, I think he's hoping that his supporters will say, oh, yeah, I support the police, so I should support Donald Trump, too. Yeah, I support the police being beaten with Blue Lives Matter. Violating their, their, their duties, right? <laughs> yeah, on January 6th. Um, let's talk about the book quickly before we go. Um, I just thought uh, this is so perfect the way it's summarized. Um, McQuaid shows how American society is more polarized than ever before, strategically pushed apart by disinformation. It's endangering our democracy, causing havoc in our electoral system, schools, hospitals, workplaces in our capital. Um uh, you can be sure we'll be seeing a lot more of it in the run-up to the election and as Trump's criminal cases play out. I, You know, I just, we're four years in, Barb. I just got COVID traveling back from a trip over the holidays, even oh, though sorry. I'm fully vaxxed and I'm masked everywhere. Mm -hmm. 
Everyone else didn't. And so, you know, you're absolutely right. This is playing out this disinformation. It's not just in, about legal stuff. It's about everything, science, facts. Um, yeah. Talk to us about what, where the book came from in your, uh, in your heart and soul and what you want to. Yeah, so I, uh, I teach a course on national security and civil liberties, and I started um, talking about the Mueller investigation into Russian disinformation in 2016 in my class. And I became absolutely fascinated with the topic as I dug into it more and more. What began as a Russian disinformation campaign to harm its adverse, uh, uh, you know, hostile adversary, the United States, has now been co-opted by Americans who are using the same t tactic against us for political gain, but it is having a terrible result on our society. It is harming our democracy. You know, we're seeing laws passed, making it harder to vote based on a lie that there's election fraud. Yeah. It's harming public safety with vigilante violence, you know, breaking into the home of Nancy Pelosi and threatening to yeah. uh, harm uh, public officials, all these swatting incidents, all that is driven by disinformation. Um, and then finally, the rule of law. You know, we need to resolve our differences in courts. And people like Donald Trump with their disinformation are sowing doubt and harming public confidence in our legal system. All of it is harmful. So I hope to just educate the public and raise awareness of this tool as an effort to sort of arm ourselves against it. And Barbara, it's so important in this book, and not just, you know, the most important election year of our lives, I think, but maybe the last one, you yeah. know, if democracy <laughs> falls and fascism is, is uh, you know, we sleepwalk into it. Because, you know, all the things you talk about, it's gone going. You know, Russian disinformation, they push the anti-vax stuff. They, you know, they funded and trained Hamas. They're pushing any kind of division, you know, among Americans on, on all of these issues it, going into this election year. So it, it is critical, I think, uh, that people buy this book. That's the only way to yes. save America yes. is my Absolutely. point, Barbara. That's my point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is uh, attack from within how disinformation is sabotaging America. Barb, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Stephanie. Be well. Hope you recover quickly. And thank you for being old enough to know what a blue book is. Yeah. <laughs> and what, and what pens mean. down means. Pens down. <laughs> Thanks, Barb. Thanks Barb. a lot. Okay, bye-bye. Stephanie Miller. Hello. Just a minute. Dick, are you in? I'm always in for Dick. so great to talk to Barb McQuaid. We we're talking about this stupid Fonny Willis thing. I swear, Andrew Weissman tweeted, breaking, uh, Willis moves to quash civil subpoena in a divorce proceeding on the grounds that she has no personal knowledge or of disputed facts and her deposition is sought to harass her in coordination with a criminal defendant in her uh, Trump criminal case. I mean, they will do whatever they can. Mm -hmm. to, to, and as Barb said, the case is going to go on, yeah. whether they try to take Fonnie Willis down one way or another, you know, and there's a hearing on if there's any ethical dispute. But as, as Barb was saying, I'm not sure where it is, where the, you know, she, it, whether she had a romantic involvement with a prosecutor or not, she, he was paid the same as everybody right. else. Yep. Like, it, I don't know where the there is, but anyway. Um, Lucretia, oh, Lucretia in Milwaukee. Hello, Lucretia. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, my God. Good, good morning. I was not expecting this right away. Oh, okay. Right. 30 seconds. Go. Okay. Um, happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. Um, Chris and Jody. And my birthday was this past Sunday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. Yes. Thank you. And um, also, Haley, um, 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 Nikki Haley is a dumb bitch. Bye. Oh, all right. Wow. Thank you. Wow, that was that very was succinct well and right to the point and correct. Yes, Chris LaVoy's birthday was last Saturday, in it case was. we didn't say happy birthday to Chris LaVoy. It's Jody and Chris' birthday week. Woot! Woot! And All Scully right. Parton's birthday today. Yeah. Yay. Guess what I got you? I got you John Fugelsang and Frangela. Fantastic. Okay, coming up on The Stephanie Miller Show. It's The Stephanie Miller Show. Joe Biden's presidency, God's will. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Okay, so I, I said I said in my in my speech uh, before I took the gavel um, that look, I'm I'm a Bible believing Christian, right? Bible believing Christian believes what the Bible says, right? The Bible says that uh, God is the one that raises up people in authority. All right, Speaker God Warrior. So. That means God wanted Joe Biden. Yeah, and he admits honest. to that. He yeah. agrees. Oh, okay. So if you believe all those things, uh, then you believe that um, God is the one that allows people to be raised in authority. Uh, it, it must have been God's will then. Uh, that's my belief. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Okay, so he agrees then. then that Joe Biden is also president. Remember, he is I part of so. the insurrectionists. Uh, noted uh, alcoholic thumb, <laughs> as John Fugelson calls him, Steve Bannon. Oh. Yes. Six. Steve Bannon re, uh, replying to Speaker God Warrior. Yo, dude, he's an illegitimate president. Have you lost your freaking mind? This election was stolen. Don't uh, don't start giving me. Don't go be the, don't be a theologian. I don't need a theologian. I need a Speaker of the House. That's what the country needs. Uh, Joe Biden's not a legitimate president of the United oh States. No to the Speaker. So no, oh God did not raise him up. Okay, all right. <laughs> Please don't pass go go directly to prison. When is he going soon to prison? Please, God. Okay, I think we can all agree on one thing. With the launch of the Sexy Liberal Save the World Tour tomorrow night in San Francisco, I think uh -huh. we can all agree on one thing. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a joke maker. So God made Stephanie Miller. Thank you. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk gags for all they're worth, spend all day making beaver jokes, milk the gags again, eat supper, then go to town, stay past midnight to get her picture taken with Cher. Yep. So God made Stephanie Miller. Yes. God said, I need somebody willing to stay up all night writing a bit, then watch it die, then dry her eyes and say, maybe next year. <laughs> God said, I need somebody strong enough to load the liar cannon yet gentle enough to pretend to laugh at collar jokes, who will stop her bicycle to rescue Bob Seska. So God made Stephanie Miller. Yes. It had to be somebody who will make fart jokes into a hard break. Somebody who would bail a sexy liberal family together with the soft, strong bonds of sharing. Yes. Who would laugh and then sigh, and then with smiling eyes would say, you're a lying sack of crap. <laughs> So God made Stephanie Miller. Thank you. Good day. Thank you. Thank you, Paul Harvey. Thank you, Rocky Mountain Life. Thank you. Thank you. And God has made the Sexy Liberal Save the World Tour 
Oh, listener George did our first uh, design. Yep. We've got some other listeners' designs we'll put up for uh, the sexy liberal Save the World Tour. Yeah. The last one was Save Democracy. Now we've got more work to do. Yeah. Sexyliberal.com. Get those tickets. Yeah. The party is tomorrow night in San Francisco. Glenn Kirshner is on his way there now to join us on panel. And, it, and you told me to wear something tight. Yeah. Chris is going to wear something tight. Yeah. And sexy. <laughs> Oh, and I am styled for this sexy liberal tour by Jody Hamilton, who was, of course, styled by Carol Burnett, who was styled by Bob Mackie. So it is like two degrees of Bob Mackie separation. I'm wearing a beautiful, sparkly silver dress. But it's not a Bob Mackie dress. No. It, it's, it, it looks it's Bob sparkly. Mackie-ish. Yeah, it's very sparkly. You should bring it. You should wear it now. Bring it yeah. down later. I'll bring it down. Okay. Yeah, I got it. So cute. You're going to want to wear it. Oh, give me that top. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a top and a bottom. Okay. All is right. it really? Is it like? It's a dress. It's a, it's a top. It's a dress like Jodie Hamilton would wear. Oh, okay. Because I always love her dresses. So it's not a separate. Yes. No, it's a dress. Okay. Yes, it's a one piece. Yeah. Okay. All right, but it's something different. It's not lace. I'm trying to mix it up. <laughs> I'm mixing it up for the Save the World tour. You know. Well, we can see your parts in yeah, lace. No. Yes. Well, yes. All right. <laughs> Those are getting a little, you know, as Carlos would say, yeasty. Nobody needs to see no, that. Not yeasty, no, they're dry. not yeasty anymore. Everything is fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm COVID free. I'm not yeasty. I am ready to rock and roll, San Francisco. All right. Yeah, your hoo ha's better from your bicycle riding. Yes. Thank you. Well, I have given it a rest. <laughs> it's been resting. Okay. All right. Speaking of sexy liberals, Dan Goldman, who uh, put forth, thank, thank God for him. Right? Putting forward a, a, a censure of uh, Elise Stefanik yep. for referring to these January 6th terrorists as hostages. Uh, here he is. Last week, echoing the inflammatory language of criminal defendant Donald Trump, Ms. Stefanik disgracefully referred to the January 6th insurrectionists in prison as, quote, hostages, unquote. Ms. Stefanik's support of convicted criminals charged with offenses against the United States government, including attempted violence against members of this body, is simply unacceptable from a member of Congress. Yeah, he went on to say. Nor is it acceptable for a member of Congress who purports to oppose anti-Semitism to equate convicted insurrectionists with the more than 130 Israeli hostages who remain subject to horrific conditions in Gaza. She therefore must be censured. I yield back. I agree. No, the Republican Party's time has expired. Vote all of these mother out, out! just saying i'm fired up for sexy liberal save the world tour chris i'm fired up i can tell ready to go yeah mm. me too john in atlanta hello john <laughs> hello john john hey stephanie how you doing good go ahead um i've been very lucky since covid uh you know came onto the stage uh i've gone the whole pandemic without getting it wow uh and i've gotten good all good. of the vaccines mm-hmm. um that, that has come out. Um, the last one, uh, the, the latest version, I got my shot um, last month. Mm-hmm. And when you get those shots, you feel you feel protected. Uh, but when you get COVID after having a vaccine, you really see it in action, the vaccine in action. Mm-hmm. Yes. I tested positive on Tuesday. Oh, oh. wow. And had uh, about 24 hours of COVID symptoms mm-hmm. and then the next day virtually gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, mine was, so very, mi- been, mine was, mine was been, very mild too, John. And that's exactly 
the kind of, you know, solid information we need to just try to keep putting out. No one ever said the vaccine would stop you from getting it. It stops you from being hospitalized or dying. It stops it from being, right. yeah. Right. And I, 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 I was really amazed at how well the vaccine works. Yep. Yep. Amazed. All right. Yep. Thank you, John. And masking works. Yes. Oh, my God. That's the main thing that can, you know, and I, Jenny, which we've been talking about, you know, just traveling. And, but I was saying, like, Costa Rica, I had to be in the airport three hours early. So they say a lot of times the, it's the airport. Because it's, it's the airport, not the even airport, the, the not plane. The plane yeah. Whereas, thank God, San Francisco, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in and out of Burbank Airport like <laughs> Briar Rabbit. Just whoop, whoop, in out, in out. Okay, but uh, but masking works. It works, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just it's been proven over and over again. Um, this dumb bitch. This is this dumb bitch stack. Okay. A midwife was fined three hundred thousand dollars for for creating fake pa- vaccine records for around fifteen hundred children throughout the state of uh, New York. People are gonna die. She supplied children with a series of homeopathic oral pellets instead of the required vaccinations and then falsified their their immunization records. I mean, you know, once again, we hearken back to anything. Measles, polio. Can you imagine? It's just all the stupidity started with Donald Trump. I'm telling you. All right. um, And speaking of stupidity, we keep talking about even Republicans are saying this is the best border bill deal they will ever get. This is the best immigration bill, even if they took back everything, House, Senate, uh, White House. And still, they it just has completely exposed them. They want to do political stunts like uh, impeaching Mayorkas mm-hmm. without giving him the tools he needs to do what they're asking him mm-hmm. to do. This is uh, I uh, wish my Republican Thompson, colleagues Brandy would Thompson. engage the secretary to provide the department the funding it needs, but they have refused. I look forward to continuing to work with Secretary Mayorkas on critical homeland security issues facing the country and commend him for his unwavering commitment to duty even in the face of this sham impeachment. Yeah, exactly. Benny Thompson, one more. This isn't a real impeachment. It's a predetermined, pre-planned, partisan political stunt. Yesterday, the chairman threatened to hold Secretary Mayorkas in contempt for failing to appear before the committee, even though the secretary has already agreed to appear. That's not how contempt works. (laughs) I can't help but wonder if Republicans are getting a bit desperate, especially after their hearing last week was a flop. Which, uh, I can't remember if it was the, uh, you know, the putt-putt outside Lubbock. What's his name? Chip, Chip Roy. Roy. Chip Roy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every once in a while, right, one of them tells the truth. Was it him on the floor going off about show me one thing uh-huh. we've yeah, accomplished? Yeah, it was him. Yeah. That Republicans have accomplished. Right. Show yeah. me one thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously they're not listening to him, but it, it's true. It's like, I, we, not one thing. On. Not one thing. Nothing to run he on. He did yeah. yesterday, though, rail about that it's the Democrats' fault that the border's open. <sighs> and the border is not open. Okay. Representative Moskowitz. Jeremy. By the way, they don't want to solve this issue either. Again, don't listen to me. Just listen to the speaker who was caught on a call the other day saying that we can't solve the border crisis until after the election. By the way, here's Congressman Troy Niels giving it all away. Giving it all away. Let's read this. Let me tell you, when he's talking about immigration, let me tell you, I'm not willing to do a darn thing right now to help a Democrat, to help Joe Biden's approval rating. I will not help the Democrats try to improve this man's dismal approved ratings. I'm not going to do it. 
Boom. Yeah. One more, Jared Moskowitz. He's saying he's not going to do anything on the border. And he's from Texas, which needs help. He's not going to do anything because he doesn't want to give Joe Biden a win. You have members of this committee that have threatened to vacate the speaker again if they do anything on the border. Senator John Thune has said this is a unique opportunity. Yeah. Um, even Joe Scarborough said they want to impeach Mayorkas because they say there's not order at the border. And they say we're not going to do anything to fix the border because it may also help Joe Biden right. politically. Right. So they're impeaching the guy for chaos at the border. They got the most conservative border security bill ever, according to Senator Lindsey Graham, John Thune, according to uh, Senator James Lankford, one of the most conservative members in all of the Senate from Oklahoma running the show. And he's been anti-Biden since day one. They say we're not going to do, again, the comrades in the House say we're not going to do anything to fix the border. Talk about hypocrisy. Uh, just lay it out for everybody to see. I hope those impeachment hearings are televised because they're going to be fun as hell to watch. I, I mean, just more of their just incompetence on display. One yeah. last one, Jared Moskowitz. He said when Trump was president and Republicans controlled both chambers, they couldn't get done the policies that are being discussed now. So look, I'm willing to do stuff on the border. I'm willing to do it. But they're not willing to do it because they're doing what people hate about this place. They want to use it to raise money. They want to use it to politicize it. But they don't want to solve the issue. There's a deal on the table. They can solve the issue. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Jerry Moskowitz. He's fantastic. Yes, I loved him wearing a Smurf tie just to troll James Comer yeah. last week. He's fun. <laughs> and then holding up the picture of Trump and Epstein. Makes me wonder, where does one get a Smurf tie? I don't know. Where does one? <laughs> I don't know. The internet probably. Yes, okay. the interwebbles. All right. <laughs> Stephanie Miller, a lovely girl who came from beyond the stars to spot in the sea. Hi, this is my sexy liberal San Francisco dress, everyone. Stephanie Miller. <laughs> I'm styled by Jody Hamilton. <laughs> That's another one. That's for another one. And you sent me pictures in those, and they look very good on you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm styled by uh, Jody Hamilton, who has been styled uh, yeah, by, by Bob Mackie hand-me-downs. Not really. Hmm. Do you have any Bob Mackie in your closet? I have one jacket. Okay. By the way, I'm going to be like your great-grandma, who uh, told your mom... She said to my mother that when she Carol died, Penny. do not put the dates of my birth and death. Yeah. So nobody knew how old she was when she died. Yeah. And if she, if my mom did not heed her warning, yeah. she was going to haunt her. Oh, that's fantastic. That's me. Or you could just put the big lie. Just say I was 42 when I died, whenever it is. Whenever As it is. As I we'll am now. Add the, we'll just Correct. Move the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, Christopher? I, hmm. <laughs> All right. And you just told me to wear something tight, so that's what I'm going to do. Right. For I know. We know what Carol Burnett got uh, Jody for her birthday. Can we say or no? I didn't get it yet. It's a, it's a birthday tradition. You've gotten this since you were like 13, right? 14, 15, something okay. like that, yeah. Uh-huh. And? Caviar. Caviar. Oh, Caviar. my God. That's... This, Carol, make sure mine's not late. The story you told <laughs> about why you started to like caviar was actually kind of funny. Can you tell that? Sure. Okay. Okay. So we were flying... <laughs> my mom <laughs> took me on a trip and we took the Concorde. And 
Your stories are so ordinary. Just, <laughs> we can all relate. Oh, sure. When we took the oh, no, it gets worse. caviar. No, it gets, it gets, it gets worse. worse. It gets okay. worse. Oh, boy. And so we're on the plane, and they, we take off, and then they, they come to serve the appetizer prior sure. to the meal. And it's an ounce of caviar for everybody yeah. with perfect toast points and the uh-huh. egg whites and the onions sure. and, mm-hmm. and the creme fraiche, if you like it. Mm-hmm. And All the accoutrement. We, yeah. How many people know what creme fraiche is? Anybody? Anybody? French do? I knew. If I you know what cook. it is. Well, if, if you watch the food cha- food network, you... Yeah. I feel you're you're automatically a liberal snob if you know what creme fraiche is. But go well, ahead. If you cook, you know what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so, so they hand, you know, mine and they give my mom hers and she said now honey i'll set up a toast point for you yeah you know so and she was you, assuming that you weren't gonna like yeah, it. yeah she yeah. says now if you don't like it i'll finish it <laughs> and so i eat it and i went that's good and she went oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh darn it damn and my since, daughter has expensive taste exactly already. Yep. exactly and then after that when i would go to a restaurant with my family if there was caviar on the menu i would ask can i get caviar and my dad would say no because it always said market price. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Right, right. market price means. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was he would he looked at her. He's like, really? You had to introduce our young teenage child to caviar. <laughs> that is a delightful story that absolutely no one can relate to, Jody Hamilton. But thank you for that story. I love Being that story. caviar on the Concord. I absolutely. How love long that story. did the Concord take? What was that supposed was to be? Three like hours. three minutes. Three hours from it was three hours from New York, New York to, to London. Okay, it was great. We yeah, went I twice bet. the speed of sound. You could feel it push. Mm. It was wow. cool. Wow. This has just become the most unrelatable show in America. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, I, he I, started I think, it. He I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who's been on the Concord before. I remember one cool. time we stopped at Arby's on the way up to transit to like <laughs> one. I, my favorite That's a real story. We stayed at Arby's all the time. Did you? I don't know why. McDonald's. No, we never ate, no our family yeah. never ate at Arby's. Mm. Ours was McDonald's. Mm. We love McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. All right, then startled by this whole it's <laughs> <laughs> he asked me to say it i wasn't uh, yeah i think it. i love that story <laughs> i mean i knew you were fancy but i was like wow okay michael and <laughs> michael in the bronx i'm sure you have some equally fancy stories from your childhood in the bronx go ahead mike michael oh, oh no. dear oh, oh my goodness really Okay, uh, speaking of, uh, oh, pardon me, that's, you know what, fart is right next to fun facts, and I, I apologize yes. for that. Uh, yeah. Not that it's ever, you know, a bad time for, it's always a good time. Okay. All right, but just at, since we had Barb McQuaid on, and we have uh, Glenn Kirshner with us tomorrow night in San Francisco, I, it is, I, I'm glad someone did a roundup of the Trump legal cases. So election interference, January 6th, is mm-hmm. supposed to start March 4th, Right. Jack Smith's case. Uh, Alvin Bragg, I'd forgotten about yeah. that one. Manhattan. The falsification of business records mm-hmm. to conceal hush money payments. That's supposed to start March 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the classified documents is supposed to start May 20th. If, you know, noted Judge Blocker uh-huh. doesn't. Yeah. And then uh, Fawny Willis's case uh, for election interference in Georgia is supposed to requested for August 5th. So I, I'm sorry, he's not going to be able to delay and avoid all of these trials. As Rachel Maddow says, he is going to be convicted. Now she says he's going to be convicted. Shh. John Fiegel saying next. Here, independents and Democrats are allowed to vote. So in order to try and stop Trump, they go out and they sign up and they can sign up very easily. And Sununu should have stopped it. Oh, has he started a pre-whining about uh, losing New Hampshire? 
I know. You know what's happening? Animals are striking curious poses. They are. You know why? They why? feel the heat. The heat between me and... Yeah. With With John Hi. Hi, John. I'm wearing my Hi, sexy Steffi. liberal dress for you. Hello. Hi, folks. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, we have a dog. Hi, dogs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, hi, John. Hi. Good morning. Everybody's excited about Sexy Liberal uh, Save the World Tour, launching tomorrow night in San Francisco. So excited. I mean, I look, I'm already excited to really enjoy Lauren Boebert's final, final year in Congress, but yes. the fact that we have a tour on top of it is going to be a blast. <laughs> okay. I, you know what? And we're liberal helpers. The next time Marjorie Taylor bring, brings a picture of Hunter Biden's D right. onto the House floor, she does need to turn to Lauren Boebert and say, could you give me a hand with this? Right. Because exactly right, and Lauren Boebert will do that because she's willing to reach across the aisle and give out lots Thank of jobs, Thank all you. kinds of jobs. Thank you, John. Thank you. Speaking you know, we jobs. collided getting to that hand job joke. Yeah. And uh-huh. That's, yeah. that's sexy. by the way, in, in a rare public statement, uh, syphilis has denied any connection to Donald Trump. <laughs> He's gone from legions of fans to lesions on hands, people. <laughs> Finally, a See? leper Jesus wouldn't heal. He's just like, I'm not touching that. (laughs) Folks, can you believe Joe Biden did this to my hand? If Joe Biden can place hideous open sores on my hands, he can do it to all of us. Okay? Okay? (laughs) You tweeted the only thing Trump hasn't come in with Jesus is they both spend lots of time with hookers and they both get, uh, have ghost riders. Yes. um, (laughs) You know, and by the way, things we say is that we've been making syphilis jokes for how long? And... But most doctors are saying this appears to be syphilis sores. You right. tweeted, Donald Trump's years. great contribution to history will be a national civic dialogue on narcissistic personality disorder and the effects of decades of untreated syphilis. There it is. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, although I got to tell you, actually, they, I don't know if you've seen the news. AP just came out with this. They found out that thing on his hand is actually all that's left of Ron DeSantis. They, they were able to <laughs> diagnose that. Um, you you tweeted, I can't wait for Trump to not pay Alina Haba. Um, Bless you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We were just saying, she's just the worst lawyer ever. Mm-hmm. I she's mean, the worst lawyer ever, but she looks great doing it. Right? And I got to tell you, this case is scary. Because if, if, if the presidency is not totally immune from prosecution, this means a lot of really talented criminals are just not going to want to run for office, Stephanie. Right. They're, they're keeping criminals from politics. <laughs> um. Okay. Happy no so, government shutdown, everybody. Mm-hmm. Happy no government yeah. shutdown. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is Mike Johnson okay? Have we checked? <laughs> we're checking. Yeah, we're checking. <laughs> They're going to cut off Trump's little Johnson over this. Yeah, they are. I know. I mean, by the way, I, I we had to wait for my personal comedy, Jesus. to. Uh, he basically got trapped by, you know, his whole... Uh, it, you know, is it didn't Joe, uh, God make Joe Biden president? If you believe, yeah. you know, God raises people into up to into authority, right? Oh yeah, Steve Bannon didn't like that, did he? Ooh. No, no. <laughs> yeah, Steve Bannon's a deeply Christian man, Stephanie. Did you know this? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> His Christianity, Steve Bannon, it consists of eating forty pounds of raw cabbage, uh, drinking three bottles of Jägermeister before violently defecating all over a Bible, and then blaming immigrants for the mess as he passes out weeping in a puddle of his own sick. That's Steve Bannon. That's, that's, that's his values. Oh, Lord. I, you know, obviously nobody speaks about religion and all that more than you, but it, it really... I, I guess this was all this the Lincoln Project did the ad based on this original ad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just saying yeah. it now. God brought us try i don't I, i'm confused now is god trump because they some 
<laughs> some of these maggots believe that, mm-hmm. or some people just think God. You know, no, God is yeah. God is not Trump. They just at certain times of the book, God has mood swings like <laughs> Trump. That's yes. that's all that means. No, look, he, here's what I do, folks, all the time, and I, I tell this to everybody. You know, ask your your Trump supporting loved ones who pretend to be Christian, because again, I'm telling you this, they haven't read the Bible. And every time one of these charming patriots calls my show, I always ask the same question: Tell me one Jesus teaching, just one that Donald Trump has fought for. Or tell me one Jesus teaching the Republican Party has fought for in the last 30 years. I always ask this question. Yeah. This is how you find out these people have never read that prop Bible they wave around. Yeah. Number one question, I, number one answer I always get is abortion. Bible's not against abortion. Judaism's not against abortion. Jesus never mentions it. Uh, God makes sure to declare that a fetus is property in Exodus. Yeah. Jesus is against the death penalty. They're against Jesus. Number two, Stephanie, Trump supporters tell me, uh, strong border. The only law in the Bible, Old Testament or New Testament, about immigrants or borders is the commandment to welcome the stranger. Yeah. That's it. They're against the Bible. And number three, they tell me, uh, uh, President Trump moved the U.S. Embassy to uh, Jerusalem. And that's when I have to explain, Stephanie, that neither America nor its embassy are mentioned in the Bible even (laughs) once. And this is on the media, because the media allows these mean, bully, cruel frauds to just talk tabernacles and pretend they're Christian, and that gives them this camouflage of piety. And I am in the camouflage removal business. These people are spiritual frauds, and I'm not going to let them hide behind religion anymore. Well, if only someone would write a book with a if only someone would write a book with maybe the greatest title ever. Is it actually called Separation of Church and Hate? Is that what I hear? That's my title. Yes. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm, buying, I'm buying it already, just on the title. <laughs> Coming soon, kids, hopefully. <laughs> well, I we'll mean, see, I'm chained to a desk for the next six months. <laughs> yeah, but you know, John, it, it's like we keep saying, it's not just Trump, it's Trumpism, it's not just DeSantis, yeah. it's this DeSantis. I was looking at this, uh, Florida House Committee passes ban on a gay pride and BLM flags in classrooms. I, it yeah. really is legislating hate i mean as property and car insurance in florida continue to spiral out of control to crush people around the state with no end in sight and affordable housing remains difficult to find as florida leads the nation in inflation republicans in the legislature are laser laser focused on banning pride and blm flags the bill clearly targeted at these flags that have become popular for many teachers to display in their classroom along with other flags always trying to find a respectable reason you know uh, to, to to put down other minorities again these are the people who are never upset about racism they get furious about attempts to fight racism right. they don't care about discrimination they get angry about dei they're not angry about derek chauvin's knee they're mad about colin kaepernick's knee they're not bad <laughs> yeah. that black people need more protection they're angry that black people would ask for more protection yeah. so the one thing they feel good about with this iowa caucus this week is i know the weather was cold but like only 14 percent of the iowa gop showed up to vote and that means only seven to eight percent of the iowa gop voted for donald trump right. our media is trying to sell this as a sweeping huge landslide trump victory but if nikki haley and ron DeSantis became one person and they're not that far from that to begin with. It's a 51-49 race. Yep. It was not a landslide. Yeah. And we Thank have you. to remember, 93% of registered Iowa Republican voters did not vote for Trump. Steffi, the last Paul McCartney concert I went to in Jersey had more people at the show 
than voted for Donald Trump yeah. in the Iowa caucus this year. And More mean, people at a concert. And meanwhile, John, uh, and this couldn't be better news as we launch our Save the World tour tomorrow. Yes. It, you know, is of course polling is already showing Democrats coalescing behind Biden, as I always thought they would. Um, and this one I thought was interesting, reacting to new polling showing Trump losing older voters to Biden by a stunning margin. Uh, a recent panel suggested Trump is scaring away a key voting block he needs, uh, among others. Um, Biden leads 60 percent to 39 percent among voters over 65. Uh, Trump's attacks on Biden's age may be a major factor, on, uh, along with the chaos that always accompanies Trump is scaring off older voters. Um, one thing we know about older voters, said a panel number, they vote. Um, we saw an age breakdown, 65 and older, way more concerned uh, about it than uh, the younger generations. I mean, it's, you know, again, we keep seeing a new scare like, oh, yeah, black people aren't going to vote for Biden. Young people aren't going to vote for Biden. And it just. Yeah, wow. It, it's almost like the media is desperate for ratings and needs a horse race, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like the media. Listen, all of these doom and gloom polls, again, I'll say it again. These are polls of people who answer their landline phones and pick up their cell phones when they don't know who's calling. So I don't consider modern polling to be completely reliable, but but also consider all of these polls say, if Trump has a felony conviction by election day, yes. all bets are off. Yep. A huge number of conservatives will not vote for him if yeah. convicted. I know they said they wouldn't vote for him if indicted, but we can't forget the election of 2020 was so crazy because yes, Joe Biden won, but he lost seats in the House and we didn't know who had the Senate for a month, remember? The yeah. Senate was in doubt for, for weeks and weeks after Election Day, which shows us, A, it couldn't have been rigged, but B, there's a lot of conservative people in this country who voted for Biden for president and then voted R mm -hmm. down ballot. That's what happened in Georgia. That happened all over the country. And it's going to happen again. Yeah. We get frustrated at how conservative Biden can be sometimes, although I'm shocked at how progressive he's been in his legislation. But that moderation that makes liberals like us so upset is usually what helps get Democrats elected. And that's it doesn't why make me and Hal Sparks upset. If when you say stuff like that, we just go. <laughs> well, but what did I say? But that's you don't why like? we're a diverse, sexy liberal crew. <laughs> but that's the Democratic Party. You don't need a Republican Party. No, I you think have, he's been an incredibly he, progressive president. He's um, been incredibly progressive. So, but I didn't expect him to be progressive growing. Yeah, yeah growing I hear you. Up. I hear you. Campaign, um, so, John, he's blown he, me away with how progressive he's been. The thing we kept screaming about in 2016 is just that. Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court. And, you know, it's not just Roe. I mean, trust me, there's going to be a lot of Roe rage, as we keep calling oh, it. But, you know, yeah. uh, by the way, your favorite, stare decisis over there? Uh-huh. Ipso facto? Ipso post facto. Right. Yeah. Objection. I, respect for precedent or let the de decision rest uh -huh. uh, has always obviously been... Right, the, the, all of the they all lied to get on the Supreme Court and said yeah. they respect. Roe. Very important um, to lie under the, oath about that. Yes. Yeah, the U.S. Supreme right. Court's uh, hard right uh, supermajority threw stare decisis to the wind when it overturned Roe yep. after 50 years, yep. outlawed the use of affirmative action in college admission, undermined gun control laws. Um, the Roberts Court, according to one analyst, is likely to attack another president and strike down government agency regulatory powers. Yeah. On Wednesday, the Supreme Court's conservative supermajority signaled its intent to overturn four decades of precedent and award itself even greater authority to strike down policies that govern every that conceivable great? aspect of life in the United States. This revolution has been years in the making, the result of lavishly funded campaigns to transform the courts into That's a weapon it. against any regulation you can think of, mm -hmm. the environment, the economy. 
economy, healthcare, civil rights, education, uh, all aspects of federal governance will be in peril, subject to the whims of unelected judges with zero expertise or accountability and a distinct it, bias toward deregulation. I mean, that's if what you are. If you're an industrial strength polluter who wants to poison American children, Clarence Thomas is worth every private jet flight you gave him. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. They are going to unleash pollution and poison in our air, in our water, in our soil. What's that black gunk all over the beach, Daddy? That's big government getting off of corporations back, son. That's all this is. It's a Republican wet dream. And these are unelected men wearing dresses who are going to do this yeah. and give green light to the and, worst, and most corrosive, of, toxic polluters in this country. Speaking of gun control, it, um, John, you know, with this heartbreaking Uvalde report yesterday, I mean, how many more gun massacres are there going to be before the election? How many more tragic cases of women dying of miscarriages are there going to be? And these these horrible, you know, stories in the news. And it, it it's so... I think you're right. There's going to be more wild cards than we've ever seen in 24, you know, particularly Donald Trump's convictions. But, you know, we're still a long way off from voting day, right? We're a long way off, but I'll tell you something. This whole report Merrick Garland put out yesterday, I I, I appreciate it. It's it's a, a stunning failure. I mean, 376 law enforcement officers hanging around doing nothing for 77 That's minutes. Ridiculous. I mean, yeah. so much of the GOP talking point, only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is Thank a good you. guy with right. a gun. Yeah, but, but and here, why no one should have these weapons of war? Because an entire friggin' army was scared to go in yeah. and save yeah, some little here, kids. Here's the thing. Cops being terrified of AR-15s is not the problem. Right. AR-15s are the problem. Yeah. And we're making this all about cops. And they make us do this. We made They, they made us turn uh, Las Vegas into a dialogue on bump stocks. They yeah. made us turn Charlottesville, I mean, I mean uh, uh, the, the South Carolina church, into a conversation about the Confederate flag. This is not about cops being cowards. This is about the fact that 20-year-old male civilians have no civilian use for a machine designed to kill lots of human beings really fast. This kid was 18. It's not about the scared cops. It's about the guns and the access to yep. them. Yep. Absolutely. Amen. John saying You can see Sir John saying America's Poet Laureate, tomorrow night on stage. <laughs> That's right. In San Francisco. Wear something tight. We'll see you tomorrow night. That's right. Uh, I'm going to be on the Young Turks later on today. Oh. Uh, and tonight oh. on my show, the first black woman to grace the cover of Vogue, Beverly Johnson, joins wow. me. Love her. Great All conversation. Right. She's amazing. Yeah. Deep All right. Love with her. Yes. Right. Thanks, guys. Thank see you. you. See you, see you tomorrow you, night. See you when you walk across the bay personal comedy oh. jesus he will be <laughs> walking on. across the bay into yeah. the herps theater ladies and gentlemen that's right that's true. my personal comedy jesus goodbye thank you <laughs> stephanie miller it's friday night i'm gonna get drunk i'm gonna get late i'm gonna be late on monday stephanie miller It is the Stephanie Miller Show. Welcome to it. Uh, just talking to sexy liberal John Fiegelsing about uh, this heartbreaking Uvalde report. Uh, here is, uh, give me a 16, Merrick Garland yesterday. Policing is a noble profession. It is also a hard one. It requires training and constant education 
about evolving threats. The report includes widely accepted recommendations that have been adopted by law enforcement agencies across the country about how to prepare for and respond to active shooter situations. Uh, not like that is no, what I'm going to say. Like oh, God, it's just you have that heartbreaking flashback to them all just hanging around the hallway before these kids are being slaughtered, you know. And yes, it's a story about why we shouldn't have weapons of war because you've got these, you know, mm -hmm. heavily armed cops that are scared to, to go in. That's right. But at the same time, like, what the actual... You can understand how these parents and grandparents uh, are upset. livid. Yeah, they, you know? they are still livid. Yeah. I, I, I saw a couple of couple yeah. of them interview on CNN yesterday and they they were like absolutely beside themselves with anger yeah yeah I mean there's parents were screaming to get in themselves yeah. to oh, try yeah. to help to yep. do yeah. something yep. um yeah they said uh, why is it that our officers got rewarded instead of being punished and exactly. got raises instead of getting demotions that that tells me it's like a that Texas good old boy network you know yeah. they're circling the wagons around the people in power yeah. yep one more Merrick Garland before an active shooter incident occurs Law enforcement agencies have a responsibility to ensure that their leaders and all their officers are trained to focus on rapid response. Trained that the first officers on the scene must focus on eliminating the threat mm -hmm. and protecting the victims most in danger. Yep. Yeah, and one last one, Merrick Garland. And in the aftermath of a mass shooting, law enforcement and government agencies must provide the public with a sense of trust and confidence by communicating openly, clearly, and compassionately during a time in which many are learning the most devastating news that any human being can receive. You can hear the victims voice. and survivors of the mass shooting at Robb Elementary on May 24, 2022 deserve better. Yeah. You can hear him breaking oh, up. Oh, he I broke mean, up. Yeah, you can Yeah, tell. but you know, and as John Fugelsang said, this is not the first story of there being how many good guys with guns, yeah. quote unquote. Because you're not warned ahead of time. Yes, yes, exactly. Right. Uh, Michael in Oakland on this real quick. Hey, Mike. Hi there. So the one thing that people aren't talking about in the Uvalde shooting, which may be the most important thing, which is there was at least one cop that had a beat on the guy before he walked yes, into the school. Yes. Yeah. He, he had to call in, the cop had to call in to get permission to do anything mm -hmm. because Texas law does not allow him to detain and certainly not to shoot anybody just because they are carrying an AR walking up to a school. Exactly. Yeah. It's lawful to do that in Texas. They yep. do that. Yep. I know. Thank you, Michael. Get driving now. The traffic might be bad on the yeah. bridge <laughs> to San Francisco. We'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs> All right. Fridays with Frangela next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. I just had an epiphany that I have to share. I was sitting here doing my things I need to order because I'm about to run out because I was raised well. And I realized that I've been taking this B, I think it's B1. See, I don't even know what one it is. I think it's B1. I was 
going to take B1. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm gonna run out of this soon. I should order some more. And then my partner asked me, why do you take B1? And I went, because Jody Hamilton told me to. <laughs> See how life works? Aw. Jody Hamilton told me to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you were raised right by the Detroit <laughs> Sheltons. All right, let me slip into my sexy liberal San Francisco dress. Frangela, hi. Hi, I love that dress. Right? I know, right? Angela's it's all B1 up the yin yang. I am all sequined up. We are ready yep. to start the sexy liberal save the world tour. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear? Chris named the tour because last time we had to save democracy. Now our our job. Uh, is yeah, safe. there's more at stake uh, this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, that. Let me tell you something. If you are not in that room tomorrow night in San Francisco, you are going to be missing it all. Get those yeah, tickets now, y'all. You'll be eligible to be on the jury for the aftermath there you go. of the show. There you go. Because you won't have been there. Glenn Kirshner is on his way now to join us on panel in San Francisco because justice is coming in 2024 for Angela. Yes, it is. Let me tell you, that stage is too sexy. It's so sexy. It's, it's so sexy. Um, yeah, we were. And by the way, a lot of people have been asking about uh, pay-per-view. And we would love to do one for all of them. We just yeah. can't. It is right. very expensive. We, You know, there's cities we don't know anyone in. A lot in. of moving we, parts. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. A lot and, of moving parts. Yeah. And we so, offered to handle it, but everybody didn't seem to think that that was beyond Frangela's <laughs> scope. And I, I mean, we, we watched a wiki how. We were really ready. We promised and we, I, I, I have an extension cord that I've learned yeah. how to Oh. Into my iPhone. Okay. A whole, a brand new one. Yes. It's brand new. Well, it's we are going to have a, a lot of sexy liberal announcements coming up. We promise at least one will be pay per view, but yes. that's a, it's a big undertaking. Yeah. We will do. You know, we just did one in uh, October here, which mm -hmm. is was fantastic pay-per-view uh sexy liberal we will uh so we have a whole a slate of announcements to make for sexy liberal. Uh, by the way, I did uh report. I reported uh, Malcolm Nance to you that he is stealing your act. I explained this to him. Because he tweeted, okay. you know, you've seen this guy, that black guy that sleeps under the Black Lives Matter is a scam blanket, that guy. And uh, mm -hmm. Malcolm tweeted, my brothers and sisters, just remember slave patrols and slave catchers always brought one completely submissive Negro along into the woods to trick escaping runaways. They paid him in butter biscuits. Don't be a butter biscuit like this guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I That's exactly said, right. You are he's stealing just another, he's another, he's another guardian on the biscuit wall. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what Malcolm is. Yeah, well, but you know what? But that it, it's rooted in history. We're not. Yes. We're not just making up something. Yeah. We're talking about a systemic issue that colonizers made sure that you just like you can send in a double agent. Mm -hmm. 
with yeah. black people. Hello, Tim Scott. Mm-hmm. In a totally unrelated not, story, yeah. Ben Carson <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday said that I, D- D- Donald Trump is not a vindictive person. We all know that, and he won't be vindictive. You're like, what? Uh, no, that's the opposite yeah, of what he said you, and done. You open the dictionary and uh, uh, look under Picture vindictive. There. There's right. a photo of Donald yeah, Trump. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I that's mean, literally all he does every day is call for people to attack people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. is like his wake up. Yeah, and Nikki Haley just doubling down on saying we're, we've never been a racist country. I, I just, like, they think we all have biscuit concussions. I don't understand. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and, and they think that they are in a new world order that, and no, what, no matter what the narrative you, whatever narrative you posit, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. We had an African-American caller from South Carolina yesterday, and I put him on the job of finding uh, Nikki Haley's black friends that she grew up with that appeared to, <laughs> to be nowhere to be found. Because she did use we the may past never tense. Hear from she again. had black friends growing yeah. up. No, no, they're, they're, they're now a maid that says, no, 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 all her black friends have moved to Canada and they live next door right. to George Glass. To Tim Scott's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all hang out. In the Niagara Falls area. Out. You wouldn't know them. Mm-hmm. We collided against that joke. I went with George Glass. Yeah. She went with Tim Scott's girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> That's right. And other fictional characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's, what's going on with Tim Scott's girlfriend? Where? What happened I to her know. now? Well, they, he dropped out of the race, so we won't so, know. Yeah, so she disappeared. So we lost that relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah. We what's did. That? We That's, lost that relationship. That's how that works. Although I'd love to watch that reality show. <laughs> A biscuit and his butter. What? <laughs> she, she didn't get a rose. She got a biscuit. That's what, oh my god! He could give out biscuits. Oh my a god! Rose that is biscuit. such a great show idea. All right, that's ours. Don't even try to steal it anymore. <laughs> Register that now. Who gets the biscuit at the end of the Who night? Who gets the biscuit? <laughs> you want a biscuit this fall? Uh. <laughs> Pardon oh me. My Okay. It's a great show. Yes. It's a what? family show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Have you been, Alina Haba? I bless you. Bless Thank you. you. Have you been following the, this, mm. oh my God, I don't mm-hmm. think she's ever been in a courtroom. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, Your Honor, I'm offended. She is the, what's her name? L. what's her name? Elle Woods. Woods. Elle yeah. Elle Woods. No, but Elle Woods Elle was Woods really Elle good. Elle Woods was good. She was a good lawyer. She's her friend. She's Elwood's friends right, exactly. <laughs> behind her going, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's who. But I love how the judges repeatedly having to say to her, yo, yo, um, you gonna have to review the rules. You can't just oh go evidence. That's not how that works. We no. don't do a cheer and then that's called introducing evidence. I, yeah, how <laughs> struggled to ask a question early on. Judge Lewis Kaplan was forced to step in, and help her phrase it properly. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. She began what, citing. They couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. Haba began citing people who sent tweets, including an account known as Power to the Polish, in which she pronounced the word as if it were to polish shoes. Oh, Oh, no. The person probably meant Polish, as in the country, the judge explained. (laughs) Oh, my God. It got worse. As Haba read tweets aloud, it became clear she was only reading tweets that called Carol a liar or claimed fake news. Um, And this reply calls you a lying sack of said Haba. Um, Kaplan stepped in asking how many more of the tweets that she wanted to read. Uh, she told him there were six. Uh, the judge said, you've taken enough time on this. Uh, Haba said, may I be heard? The judge said, no. no. <laughs> 
Jody and I, Jody and I will do our, our skit once again. You go ahead and play. You, I will be Judge Kaplan. You will be Alina Haba. Your Honor. No. I, but no. I no. Won't be do- Denied. Okay. <laughs> I mean, God bless this judge. He's just not having any of it, no, right? Not. Well, I mean, he's lets a lot of stuff. I mean, he's given them a really wide failure berth. Like he is, you know, like, and I think he's done his best. And that was kind to not let her sit there and struggle and right. not let her li- sit there and look stupid. That was a kindness, yeah. you know, like what woman to be says that she'd she rather be pretty than smart. She literally said that. She, did. she said that because she could fake smart. No, she can't. Well, this is the thing. Smart wouldn't get her anywhere, right. but pretty did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to get her paid because I don't care how pretty you are. You can't make no ducats fall from, from McCheese's pop pockets. That's not how that's going to work. He, no, you ain't getting paid. So well, I don't know how you're going to buy that next mess. This is what we were talking to Barb McQuaid about. Is like, he first of all, he hire, hires really bad lawyers. He doesn't pay them. But also he makes them do political arguments, right. not legal strategies. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's got the person in the inside the courtroom where they dispense the law. He's got a, a, a person who looks in like they should know how they should have a long suit. She wearing a suit. Wearing a suit. A suit. <laughs> That's yeah. all that matters to him. Yeah. It's I, not he's not there to put up a defense. Yeah. No. And by the way, we were saying John Fugelsang was mentioning, you know, the same thing that everybody's talking about. You know, we have all these panic polls. And yet, you know, I think the most important ones, the ones showing the huge percentage of people, even Republicans, that won't vote for him if he's convicted. And he's going to be convicted, you know. And so I I think this is just it's going to be a wild ride either way in 24. Right. I don't think we know. I mean, because then if he is convicted, does he, you know, what happens with the, you know, getting thrown off the ballot in some states? I just think we have no effing idea what's going to happen, do we? I think we know what they're going to try. They've already done the, the rehearsal for us, the dress rehearsal. And I think that what we really need to be focused on is how to get these people out of Congress and get them out of power positions who are most definitely not going to certify an election, who are most yeah. definitely going to try to drag this out as long as they can. And and that that is this is where I think we need to put a lot more effort into, and we already are. We're yeah. what, but we really need to put effort into getting those people, you know, punished and yeah. those people, Absolutely. you know, dealt with. Francis, were you persuaded by uh, Donald Trump's immunity argument, saying that he should be like a cop who also should not be held accountable for and even no. rogue cops? No, because I also, because I, I disagree. See, this is what's wonderful about arguments. We can get down to the root of his argument. I disagree with the root of his argument. Mm-hmm. That cops shouldn't be held accountable. He said even rogue cops shouldn't, should have total immunity. I mean. I mean, and, 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 and there we go. This man believes he's the king. And, you know, Glenn Kirshner. He's practicing. He's practicing in the wrong country because those yeah. aren't our laws. Yeah. Glenn Kirshner, who's going to join us tomorrow night on panel, was saying, you know, his uh, whatever, truth, whatever the frig it is, the, you know, that I should have total immunity, even even if you cross the line. I mean, that's admission that he's crossed the line right. legally. Right. Like, that's already, that's more evidence, right? It's like, you know, it, we were saying about him running up the bill in the E. Jean Carroll trial. During the trial, the lawyer yeah. is citing the truth socials in real time that he keeps defaming her, right? So, I yeah. mean, every, tr- you know, truth is a confession or whatever you call those troths. What are they? Troth. We, we, yeah. we, we seem to be sort of deaf, 
you know? That's right. Thank you, Angela. <laughs> like, you. we seem to be visually and, and, and audibly, you know, deaf. We, we watched January 6th. We watched him yeah. not do anything except put out a tweet saying, you know what? You should really go for Mike Pence. Like, we, you know, we... <laughs> We are witnesses to so many of these things, and it and it just it is mind-boggling to even have to prove it. I got it. Sorry, uh -oh. there's a there's a there's a Bonnie and Clyde Gaza Strip situation going on upstairs. I don't know what's happening. We need a two-bone solution. I mean, yes, let's get a two-bone. When white people start running, we get very nervous. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Because usually black people run first. So when white people, I'm like, was this a white people signal that we missed? What I don't. Could white only white people hear that frequency? Are we supposed to run? What's happening? White people running, really. That's a, that's right. a five alarm fire. Stephanie Miller. You are a brainwashed far left loon who will use any excuse to disparage those with whom you disagree. Is the Stephanie Miller show? Oh my God! You guys see the super cute picture I posted of Francis on the plane uh -huh. going to sexy liberal. That was one where I must have been in front of you because normally I'm in the seats behind you, just sticking my face through there like a little <laughs> like, a, like a toddler the whole trip. So what are you guys doing up there? Very <laughs> <laughs> excited for the first, very first stop on the 2024 Sexy Liberal Save the World tour. Woohoo! All right, sexyliberal.com. Get those last minute tickets. Yes. Uh, Francis, you were talking, we were talking about this total immunity, uh, and here's the thing, like, conservatives used to agree with us, uh, some of them still do, uh, Trump's latest truth social rant about having total immunity from prosecution, even if his actions cross the line into criminality, is drawing fire from some conservative critics, uh, presidents are employees of the American people, what ordered one conservative commentator. They are entrusted with certain powers, but the idea they should be immune from accountability is absurd. We don't have kings in America. In fact, if, his, if history is, uh, if, I, if my memory serves mm -hmm. me, we uh, fought a war over that to thing, the king thing? We did. Previously yeah. being told about the originalists. Right. Thank you. Thank well, how how everybody how we have to have originalists on that Supreme Court. Yeah. To represent what their forefathers mm -hmm. what were trying to create in this country. They teach me as a child born in this country that these are the laws of my land. Yeah. Well, I become I I'm in my fifties and we are fighting. Right mm -hmm. now, to to talking about the laws as if they've never existed. Mm -hmm. As yeah. if we don't know how the law applies. But when it's a black person, you can apply that well, law. I was going to say, uh, Angela, when we fought another war, woman? which was definitely not about slavery. It was about no. something, but not about that. Okay. Um, you know what? The North had forgotten the RSVP to a party in the South was understandably upset. Right. And that's how right. it started. I you mean, know, when you order shrimp for uh, for the nation and people don't RSVP, it's very frustrating. It is very frustrating. <laughs> I mean, I um, just how much can they tap dance around? Just oh no, it was about economic right. Yes, their economy worked better than they when they didn't have to pay people. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Can I tell you how that simplifies accounts payable? Yes. It like it is so cool to not pay. you just you don't even need an accountant when you don't pay people. The other half of it, those men's lives worked better when that woman wasn't educated, That's when right. she was at home taking care of those children, when, when she could have her. an option not to be pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. the other half. Mm -hmm. uh, they, David in Miami, you're on with Frangela. Hello, David. Hey, y'all. Hey. Uh, I'm a substitute teacher. I I never worked in uh, the Parkland School, but that you know that could have been me. I've had other bad experiences, but that's okay because here in Florida, they're going to um, make it easier to exploit child labor. Now, yeah. I'm sure you have some child actor friends. They can tell you what it's like to, to have their child labor exploited. What could go wrong, and what is our Ron DeSantis going to do if he's president? Does he want to spread that around? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Frances is someone that's been, a, you know, mistaken for a child actor because she's very small. <laughs> no, actually, we, I've worked on a ton of yes, you have. child yes. shows with child, child actors, yeah. one being Miley Cyrus. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were saying the Republicans years, are I working on banning pride and BLM flags in classrooms. That's what they're working on. Yeah, but not swastikas and not the Confederate right. flag. Right. I find that fascinating that yeah. those flags, we don't have a problem with. Yeah. 29 minutes after the hour, Fridays with Frangela. CDC estimates that one in six Americans gets food poisoning each year. Some germs, like listeria, can be deadly for certain people. It targets older adults, people with weakened immune systems, and pregnant women and their newborns. People with listeria infection usually require hospital care, and about one in five who are infected die or miscarry. Know your risk of listeria food poisoning. If you're 65 or older, have a weakened immune system, or are pregnant, you must be especially careful when selecting, preparing, and storing foods. Heat hot dogs and deli meats until steaming hot. Do not consume raw, unpasteurized milk or soft cheeses made from it. And be aware that soft cheeses made from pasteurized milk have also been associated with listeria infections and outbreaks. Learn more about how to prevent listeria food poisoning at cdc.gov slash vital signs. Ew, it stinks in here. Passing gas. Is there a right time and a wrong time to do it? Come on, huh? I'm trying to eat. When indoors in the company of others, passing gas is not only taboo, it can be deadly. <coughs> I'm gagging. Passing gas releases a plume of toxic vapors like ammonia and hydrogen cyanide. Oh, you're killing us over here. Every year, hundreds of infants exposed to past gas die. What? I cracked a window? And just opening a window isn't enough. These deadly fumes can linger in the room for hours after odors have dissipated. Daddy, you promised you'd smoke outside. You're right, pumpkin. Excuse me. If you smoke, take it outside. Don't pass gas. A message from the American Legacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Get the facts at don'tpassgas.org.
All right, all right. Can everybody take their seats and settle down, please? Hey, come on, come on, guys. We got a lot of work to get through today, okay? Now, let's start with some word problems. Okay, let's see. This question is for Jacob. Jacob, let's say you work 25 hours a week after school at the deli, earning $8 an hour. Sally works 30 hours a week at the movie theater, earning Y dollars an hour. And Sean works 40 hours a week at the auto shop, earning X dollars an hour. Then how are you going to drive your mother to her dialysis treatments every day and still find time to finish your science project this week? Some students are tackling more than just their schoolwork, which is why more than 30% of them aren't graduating. But you can give them the boost they need to make it through by visiting BoostUp.org. All right, listen up, class. This next question is for Susan. If you pick 27 apples and you give away 30%, how many apples will you... Visit BoostUp.org today. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. So I wanted to talk with you and your mom today, Lily. Because some people at school have noticed changes going on with you. And we're concerned. Like what? Who? Some of your friends, teachers. It sounds like you've lost interest in a lot of things lately. You're hanging with new friends. So? So, individually, maybe those things are no big deal. But taken together, and then the incident the other day... You were with Derek when he was caught selling marijuana. Yeah, he was selling it. Honey, we know. But we care about you and, and want to know what's going on. That's right. We just want to understand better and see how we might help. And if weed is a part of it, we just want to make sure you understand the negative consequences for someone your age. The physical and mental health effects. Poor decision making. And the confusing legal aspects these days. So what do you say? Can we talk? For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. state and local governments and nonprofits federal resources to support temporary food, shelter, and other services, but MAGA House Republicans are refusing to give those cities and states those resources. President Biden has tried to put 1,300 more Border Patrol agents at the border to help, but Republicans have obstructed that request. Frangela, I uh, injected Jasmine Crockett directly into my veins <laughs> with an IV is how I got over COVID so quickly. I love, I love her. amazing. <laughs> and I love the way that she, in every circumstance that she is in, you know, this is what I love, really love about her. She goes to the heart yeah, of the specifics of what the truth is. We can't get that in our media. We can't, right. we can't get it in our government. Yeah. You know, people tell me the truth. Yeah. And but also we were just saying they've been totally exposed. Even Republicans saying this is the strongest border deal is the best deal they will ever get. Even if they took back the House, Senate, and and White House, and they're they're, they're just being transparent, and they're not going to because Donald Trump told them not to because mm -hmm. they don't want any they don't, they want chaos. They want the economy yeah, to collapse. They want chaos at the border. They they won't give Biden the tools to fix it, and then you know want to impeach Mayorkas over. Mm -hmm. it, it's insane. Yeah, and in fact, this is the same group of people that last week I watched talking about holding Hunter Biden in contempt for not showing up to Congress while he was in the womb. Right. 
in right. the room. When, yeah. when, 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 what is it? Six or seven of them are currently in contempt. Right. Of right. Subpoena of congressional exactly. subpoena. It's 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 absolute insanity, and that's why I love Jasmine Crockett because what she she's there are biscuits, but then there are bakers, the people who hold the biscuits to account, and she a baker, she a master baker. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Donna in Chicago. You're on with Frangela. Hello, Donna. Hi, Stephanie. I just didn't know whether or not, I've not heard it discussed before, Senator Tammy Duckworth here in Illinois conceived both of her daughters through IVF, mm -hmm. and she is trying to put through legislation to protect it for the simple reason that, of course, they put in several embryos, mm -hmm. and when they find out how many are viable, mother is allowed selective termination as to whether or not she wants one, two, or three children to be able to be developed. Mm -hmm. They consider that abortion. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's concerned that they are going to try to outlaw IVF, and women won't be able to use IVF to become pregnant because of the selective mm -hmm. termination Absolutely. that they're allowed to choose how many embryos they want to take to term. Yeah, I mean, And I, it's something I don't hear discussed. And yeah. it's really a very scary thought. Yeah, thank you, Donna. Well, it's all about controlling women. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of it, right? I remember when Roe fell, you know, the one thing we were like, oh, like, how are they going to stop? Most abortions are medication. Nope, going to come after the medication. I mean, yeah. it's just it, it, miscarriage. Gonna we're going to arrest people that have miscarriages. I mean, it has always been about controlling mm -hmm. women. Because they own you, mm -hmm. right? That's and they right. own the thing, the 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 possibility of um, a life coming from you. Also, they own that child. Yeah, because yeah. we're their slaves in their mind. Like that is what this is: it's the ownership of human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's really not okay. Yeah, um, can, I, can I just also say this really quickly too? Because I don't think that the women who are sitting there going, or the people going, I am pro life. But and and oftentimes when you talk, start talking about IVF, IVF is a very expensive yes. treatment. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's ever been through it, yep. all mm -hmm. of that, and so you got to to step into that conversation. You got to have some money, mm -hmm. all right. So, but the rich people or the wealthier people who can afford that, who are sitting there going, "But I want life. I want to have life." They're not considering their options to have children when they have problems. Yeah. Because this is this is for this is this this idea that every woman's womb mm -hmm. can do the same thing that the next woman's womb can do and that's not true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mine is a, a low, what is it? Barren place where no man's seed can find. By purchase. But so for like, like a lot of reasons, like yeah. really tons of re Yeah. Okay. Let's go to <laughs> a rocky place. <laughs> yes, it's yes. a rocky barren place. Uh-huh. Hi, Jen in Oakland. You're on with Frangela. Hello, Jen. Hi, Steph. Hi. Go ahead. Oh, hi. I just want to tell you, I'll see you tomorrow. Yay! Yay! And um, the last time that we were, I'm in row A, okay, and the last time we were there, you sat in my husband's lap, uh -huh. and I um, just want to give you permission to do that again. Oh, oh. I, will, oh. I will run that up the flagpole again. All oh. right. Okay. Thank you. Please. Please do. We'll see you. Got a kick out of that. Looking forward to seeing you guys. All right. Thank you so much. All right. We okay. can't wait to see you. Yay. See you tomorrow night. Woohoo! Save the world tour. Woohoo! Wasn't well, that a great idea of Chris Lavoy? Remember last time we saved democracy, and this time he said it's even bigger. It's really true. We're yeah, more, there's more at stake the this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. We're heroes. We are. <laughs> Superheroes. Yeah. 
Shay in Chicago. Hello. By the way, a guy that owns the show is presently doing a walkthrough of the Vic Theater where we will be playing in August for Sexy Liberal for the DNC. SexyLiberal.com. Get those tickets. Hi. Good morning. Yes. Um, I wanted to say Nikki Haley is going to get a good dose of racism all all about her. Trump has been texting her name that is very hard to pronounce. And he hasn't texted her last name yet, but he's also called her parents immigrants. And next thing you know, he'll be texting a picture of Nikki Haley's father with the turban, and he's yes. dark skin. Yeah, she, we're, not, we're not a racist country, except she's experiencing it right now right. in real time. He'll go after her crazy, and then all his base will... She she's gonna get it turned on her. Yeah, I in French. I've been saying this from day one. I they're a deeply racist party. Mm-hmm. In answer to the what she was, you know, mm-hmm. the question she was asked. There's no way they're gonna nominate her. No, she a biscuit. <laughs> she is a biscuit. Look, every group has a bis- has biscuits. Okay, every single group. She a biscuit. Charles well, and maybe my- non, <laughs> but she's some kind of bread product that's baked. <laughs> Charles in Miami. You're on with Frangela. Hello, Charles. Hey, Ma. How you doing? Hi, Frangela. I love you guys. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, sometimes when I think of the Republican Party, I think about all the racism that's associated with it. But with Donald Trump, I see it as a spoiled billionaire saying, you know, we don't, we, we give you all the jobs, we give all these um, economic opportunities to Americans, so we should be able to break the law. We should be able to to, um, you know, dump toxins in the water and, and, and poison our air mm-hmm. and poison our water. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a classism thing to me. They, yeah. You know, we have to think twice about people that are so wealthy that want to run the government and run it in their way that, you know, they, they forget about the common man. They forget about the law. They think they're above it all. Yeah, yeah they do. I mean, this. Yeah. how many things does Trump stay a day, a week, or whatever? This week he said, uh, when I left, which was ridiculous, we had to leave. <laughs> we had to follow the laws of our land. But what? how ridiculous. I'm like, how ridiculous? I, right. He said, isn't it amazing? Uh, they don't investigate the people that cheated the election. They investigate the people that understand they cheated and go after them. But they didn't investigate the people who cheated. But. What? Uh, they, yes, they you investigated the for wrongdoing and found and no way, wrongdoing. He didn't follow the laws of our right. land. He attempted a coup. Yeah. But, but I mean, they're just saying it more and more out loud. The laws don't apply to us. Or if I get yeah. back yeah. in, they certainly won't. Well, it's the same reason that so-called pro-life people can go shoot a doctor. Because right. they believe that the also the ends justify the means. And so for them, and now they know they can't say that sentence exactly, but that is what they think. That's why I think the evangelicals follow him. So like the ends justify the means. And they think the end is one thing, but it's not. Yeah. Right. But also, I don't care what your end is. There's a whole, there's something called the middle. Yeah. And what does that look like? It's, it's 10 minutes at 350 degrees. <laughs> I mean, Ask we keep Tim saying Scott, this you know. over and over. We are here, I mean, not just because of Trump, but the cowardice of the Republican Party. Top yep. Republicans who once decried Trump and the U.S. Capitol attacks joined Thursday nearly 200 party members to throw support behind Trump's fight against an insurrectionist ballot ban, court records show. Uh, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, all of who are on tape mm-hmm. criticizing Trump after January 6th, are among 180 Republican lawmakers nam- named in an amicus brief sent to the Supreme Court as it considers. Colorado's decision to bump uh, uh, Trump from the ballot. 
I, I mean, th this could not have happened without unbelievable cowardice uh, uh, on the half on the behalf of an entire party. You remember how, how scared Lindsay was that day? Yes. That, like after when they were back, she's like, "This is enough. This is enough. Oh my, this is this is too far." Like, remember? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you call it now when you're, we're calling it cowardice, but at this point, it's not cowardice. It's support. Yes. It's activism. Yeah. I'm, I, I think it's straight up activism. And you know who's the poster boy? Is Josh Hawley before the insurrection acting like the tough guy right. with the fist, with, fisting. The, with the black power fist? Yeah. Yes, fisting aficionado, uh -huh. Josh Hawley, to the, yes. right, to the maggots. And then, you know, running and screaming like a girl. <laughs> with his heels kicking his butt. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Right. We talked about this on the uh, final word uh, today, which is that's released today, is the fact that these honestly, all none of these people, unless they got it on their own, we haven't heard about any counseling or you know res restoration of that social space. Yeah. Psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, um. Because the reality is, is that this was a huge traumatic event that happened in that space. Yeah. And everybody, I don't care how they're behaving. What I know after going to therapy is that everybody there is a victim. Yeah. We got to have uh, Harry Dunn on and I just. Yeah. He's that, great. that guy just, you know, it makes me cry. You know, I was, I. I was saying I just was flashing back to, you know, them giving my mom the flag at Arlington when we buried my dad and saying a grateful nation thanks you. And it, it, we need to say that to people like Harry Dunn more often and, and yes. what he endured, he and others endured on, on January 6th. Yeah. You know, I have to hear people argue constantly that police are undermined by the justice system, that um, that when we, you know, that they, they arrest people for crimes and then they're just let right back out by liberal yeah. judges and whatever. And and then I look at this and I'm like, you don't you don't tell me you support police officers. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Yeah. When you are willing, when you watched them be assaulted, be, be beaten with Blue Lives beating. Matter flags, yes. you know, and yes. black officers called the N word and poked with Confederate flags. But, you know, I mean, it's oh I, I, I can't get don't tell me that you're worried about a black lives matters flag when the flag i saw dragged through the capitol yeah. was the confederate flag i don't want to hear i don't want to hear that and it's absolutely insane to me that these people are going to be asked are asked every day since then to continue to protect these people's lives who will not who won't return the favor yeah yep For when it's easy Stephanie Miller. Oh, don't worry, sweetie. I think I know how to whip up an audience just short of a frenzy. Stephanie Miller. The Stephanie Miller Show Fridays with Frangela launching the Sexy Liberal Save the World Tour tomorrow night in uh, 2024. Why, Frangela? Well, there's a number of headlines. Why? We have uh -oh. to stop the entire world. Trump told U.S. ally, uh, told ally, U.S. won't help Europe if they're attacked, yeah. then asked for $400 billion. Uh -huh. The ex-head of U.K.'s intelligence services warns that Trump's election will put uh, their nation in danger. Uh, hold, please. I'm not done. Wait a minute. How about this one? Oh, 
Uh, there's a uh, growing uh, fight between Iran and Pakistan Uh-oh. after shocking missile exchange. What could possibly go wrong if, uh, say, some lunatic suddenly got control of the nuclear codes again? Oh, boy. Um, here's why I keep talking about Republic, the whole party. They are a party of traitors. They are friends yeah. of America's enemies and the enemies of America's friends. Uh, even Joe Scarborough was talking about uh, Trump wants to help Putin score a massive win. He said, you have people who voted against Ukrainian aid to help Putin from the start that are killing border aid. This border bill, obviously, I think, because Ukrainian aid is in there, too. And Donald Trump wants to help Vladimir Putin, always has. He said the invasion was brilliant, that Putin was brilliant. He's talked about ending this war in a day. Mm-hmm. Now that his comrades in the House felt Fellow travelers in the House of Representatives are helping Conrad Putin by again killing Ukrainian aid and claiming it's about uh, border security. And they don't want border security either because they don't want anything that helps Biden politically. No. They are just no. traitors to the United States. I can't say it enough. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, they've shown, they've, a lot of them directly participated in, in January 6th, and we know this, and we can't, and they're not being dealt with for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, we talked about having Harry Dunn on. I don't know if we had time to mention this to him, but the Capitol Police Union says not enough has been done to to improve security after the January 6th attack and it just why do how many times can we say it this coup is ongoing mm-hmm. it, you know it happened at nancy pelosi's house it is happening daily with judges and prosecutors being swatted yeah yeah and it started we, with trump was in office remember they sent everybody pa- white powder and they sent you know and bombs mm-hmm. like like in congress mm-hmm. this the uh, accepting violence as a form of political discourse it, it's happened so quickly and it's shocking to me yeah and by the way, can we talk about this attack on Fawny Willis? Like we, it just, I, also they've just become Donald Trump's defense team, the entire Republican Party. They will attack any prosecutor, any judge that is going after, uh, uh, and again, we talked to Barb McQuaid about it. They'll do an ethics investigation. It doesn't appear like there's anything, you know, it, 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 she, obviously, it, even if she is was romantically involved with this prosecutor, she paid him the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this prosecution's not going to stop, even if they take down Bonnie Willis. Yeah. Notice that that isn't even a Trump's innocent argument. Right. Thank you. No. That's no. what Barb said. It has nothing to do with Trump's case right. and innocence or guilt, no. right? It's just personally what? attacking. What, what, what they want to do is sit there and they want they want to defile and defame a black woman. And if they can get it done, like Dr. Gay, like mm-hmm. Secretary Lloyd Austin, they want to be in your panties and they want to direct people how to think about you. Yeah. Because yeah. that lawyer is black that they're attacking. There are two other lawyers that she hired. She mm-hmm. pointed that out when she spoke at the church. She said, you know, didn't attack the white lady, friend of mine, that you know, paid the same that I also hired. I mean, it, it, yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, Daryl in Cleveland, you are on with Brangela. Hello, Daryl. How are you today? Good. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I I was just going to say something about Trump. It's just amazing to me how people are shocked that he is a racist in in my book because he's a a man of a certain age who who has always had money. So so his culture then was totally different. And he's just bringing it along now because I know I would often argue and discuss things at work and we would argue about whether or not he's a racist. And people would jump on me because I would say so. And and my response was always, well, 
you're mad at me for thinking yeah. he's a racist, but racist people think he's a racist. Yes, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting how racists flock to him? That's so, right. Mm-hmm. Is there really a debate over whether Donald Trump? Because a lot of men of his age didn't, I don't know, say discriminate against black people in housing. And no, not at I don't, all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's always been a racist. Why is this like we're having any debate over this? Yeah, I don't. Because I, it's uncomfortable for his supporters, and they don't want to feel like. They are attracted. You see, this is the thing. When you when you see something that you're attracted to, like a honeybee, and you flock to it, and it's nature, and it's natural, but then somebody turns around and goes, you know, that's a piece of racism. That's fascism. That's actually yeah. this, that, and the other. They can't deal with that because yeah. they were naturally yeah, attracted the, to it. The party that, the, as we talked about flags earlier, the party that the uh, Nazi and the uh, Confederate flags are attracted to, that 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 party, mm-hmm. that's the, don't mm-hmm. vote for that one. That's the one. Right. That's Those the racist, fascist Those are expressions of one. tradition. Pardon what? me? What? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Final word, idiot of the week, essential to your sanity, mm-hmm. uh, sexyliberal.com, and tickets for tomorrow night to see Frangela live. I mean, it's bucket list, man. Just do it. We will see you for the Save the World <laughs> Tour. We love you, Frangela. See you tomorrow night, Frangela. Pack. Pack.